0: TODAY'S MESSAGE HAS BEEN BROUGHT TO YOU BY FAITH FAMILY CHURCH IN BILLINGS, MONTANA. FOR MORE INFORMATION, VISIT FAITHFAMILYBILLINGS.COM WE'LL GIVE THANKS UNTO THE LORD, FOR HE IS GOOD, AND HIS MERCY ENDURES FOREVER. HALLELUJAH. LET'S PRAY. FATHER, WE JUST GIVE YOU THANKS AND PRAISE THIS MORNING. YOU ARE WORTHY OF ALL THANKSGIVING AND HONOR AND PRAISE AND GLORY. FATHER, YOU ARE THE LORD GOD, OUR HEALER, OUR DELIVERER. YOU ARE OUR KING you are the one and only. There is none like you, Father God. And we just praise you this morning and we thank you, Father God, that by your spirit you give us utterance and you give us hearing to receive the word that comes forth. So, Father, we give you glory. We submit ourselves unto Holy Spirit right now and give you thanks, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, the title of my message this month is, Oh, Give Thanks. And uh, I'm not one that really does a lot of you know, like Christmas messages and that kind of thing. But it seemed important to me to do that this year um, because we're coming into that season of Thanksgiving. And uh, it's just pressed on my heart that we need to talk about it a little bit. So Second Chronicles 5.13, it says that it came to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, He is good, for His mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with a cloud. You know, I think sometimes we don't see the cloud coming in because we're not thankful we come to church because we can come to church. Are we thankful we can come to church? You know how many times you just do something because you can do it? But are you thankful you can do it? I was, I was just thinking about that. and just I do so many things that I don't thank the Father, that I have the ability, that I have the training, that I have the strength, these things. you know, And, and it just, you, you take things for granted. You know, Sunday morning we go to church, right? It's America. We go to church on Sunday morning. But are we thankful that we go to church? Or is it just routine? Back before I retired, um, Luann and I were looking for a financial advisor to take care of our retirement money. And uh, sorry, Tim, you weren't there yet. (laughs) But... We went to this one guy, and he he laid out this thing. He says, "Look, here, I want you to fill out these forms. I want to know what your retirement plan. I want to know what your goals are. I know what kind of, I want to know what kind of uh, plans you have for the future and where you see your money going here and what your money is doing there." And when we left there, my wife was in tears and I was totally confused. I mean, I'm no dummy, but I, when I got done with him, I was like, "What in the world?" So. We prayed about it and thought about it. And I went to see the, the financial manager that we have now. The first thing he gave us, we talked for a little bit, and the first thing he gave us was a CD about the attitude of gratitude. And I looked at that and thought, well, that's a strange thing for a financial advisor to give you. But as we listened to it, it was awesome. Be gra- be <laughs> Just be thankful. Be thankful. It changes your whole attitude about things. So thankful or gratitude is a state, it's a noun, it's a state of being grateful, thankfulness. It's the state or quality of being grateful or thankful, a warm and friendly feeling in response to a favor or favors received. Now, the Hebrew, the word thanks, Where's Rayson? I may mean, need him to help me get up. Um, <laughs> the, uh, in the Hebrew, the old Hebrew was a picture language. So the word for thankful in Hebrew was this. Eyes lifted up, hands extended on your knees, giving thanks unto the Father. That was the vision of, of Hebrew thankfulness. And so often our thankfulness is well, thank you, God. You know, it's just like I took care of that. <laughs> in the Greek, it's interesting that the word, um, well, the word in Hebrew was Toda. In Greek, it's Eucharisto. Now, if you think about uh, some of the terms we used for communion, one of them is Eucharist. To be thankful. Thanksgiving or Eucharista is a gratitude, actually grateful language. So I was looking at this, and the Lord took me to to this. It's not in the scriptures, but it's something that our country was founded on. So this was written in 1863. Now, think about this in relationship to what we have now in government, okay? Whereas the Senate of the United States, devoutly recognizing the supreme authority and just government of Almighty God in all the affairs of men and of nations, has by resolution requested the president to designate and set apart a day for national prayer and humiliation, humbleness, thanksgiving, And whereas it is the duty of all nations as well as of men to own their independence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures, and proven by all history that those nations are only blessed whose God is the Lord. And in so much as we know that by his divine law, nations, like individuals, are subjected to punishments and chastisements in this world. May we not justly fear that awful calamity of civil war which now desolates the land. It may be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins, for the needful end of our national reformation as a whole people. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven, We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power, as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own intoxicated with unbroken success, we've become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us. It behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power, to confess our national sins, to pray for clemency and forgiveness. Now therefore in compliance with the request and fully concurring with the views of the Senate, I do by this this my proclamation, Designate and set apart Thursday, April 30th, the 30th day of April, 1863, as a national day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer. I do hereby request all people to abstain on that day from their ordinary secular pursuits, to unite at their several places of public worship and their respective homes, in keeping the day holy to the Lord. And devoted to the humble discharge of the religious duties proper to that solemn occasion. All this being done in sincerity and truth, let us then rest humbly in the hope authorized by the divine teachings that the united cry of the nation will be heard on high and answered with blessings, no less than the pardon of our national sins and the restoration of our now divided and suffering country to its former happy condition of unity and peace. Abraham Lincoln, 1863. It always brings me to tears when I read that and see where we've gone. We're, We're repeating history today. Red versus blue, BLM, gay rights, split here, split there, split here, split there. We've forgotten God. And we want him to bless this country. I mean, people stand up to, well, God bless America. I think it's time God blesses, gets blessed by America. And we, as a people, need to rise up and look at him as our hope with thankfulness. You know, thankfulness is one of those things that, that we take for granted in the sense that, well, I was just thinking the other day how I was going to put this, but, you know, uh, financially, if we receive a paycheck, how often do we say thank you, Father? I mean, how often do we say thank you, Company? No, I just we just got a paycheck. You know there's the interesting about a lot of paychecks these days it just goes right in your bank account so you never see it you just happen to open up your statement and, no there it is. But are you thankful? You know, I was looking. Uh, in the Psalms and the Proverbs and Chronicles and how they gave thanks for things that, everything. They recognized the Father. They recognized the glory that was there. And they said, thank you. You know, so often we're sitting here, I was thinking about our Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> um, in Big Timber with my grandmother, we'd go in there and literally there would be one of these islands that was just, it was probably eight foot long, probably about two and a half feet wide, and just piled with food, piled with food. You ate till you hurt, and then you went back for more. (laughs) That's where you get the term glutton for punishment. But were we thankful? You know, when President uh, Lincoln was writing this, he was telling people to fast and pray, recognizing who was the provider of the feast. We go to our feast now, and we walk away, go to the football game. And we sit there and we watch the football game and fall asleep before halftime and wake up about time to see the last score. But we don't express thankfulness. I was I was looking at Leviticus. It was interesting that uh, Leviticus seven um, verse twelve. Sorry, I didn't give you this, Josh. <laughs> but um, the peace offering is offered for thanksgiving. So Leviticus seven twelve says, "If one offers it for a thanksgiving." Then he shall offer the thank offering, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, unleavened wafers spread with oil, and cakes of fine flour. He, He gives a list if you're going to give a thankgiving offer. Everything is fine, unleavened, no sin. So I was also thinking about being thankful for time. I was kind of struggling with this a little bit. This, this year, for some reason, is a little harder since Ronald left than the first year. But I, <laughs> I was sitting there one day and I had to repent of this because I was looking at these people online, you know, like uh, uh, these singers that have were born again, you know, and they have now turned their back on the father and they're up there dancing or doing their whatever they do and they're spouting off against God and His glory and they're spouting off about all this. And I'm looking at them and I says, why not them? You know? That I had to repent because I was looking at them like they should have died and not her. And that is not a good place to be. So I had to be in a place of being thankful for the time I had with my daughter. And then I had to look forward to be thankful that she's in my future. You know, I, I, I have that hope, so I don't mourn. What I mourn is she's not there at the table. She's not there with her kids. We can't call and talk. But I know she's in my future. So I am thankful unto the Father that the future is ahead and she's there already. And these people that are doing this thing, God is merciful to them. And so I have to look at them, and I have to thank God for mercy for these people that are doing this. He doesn't want them to die and go to hell. He wants them to enjoy the fruitfulness of life in him today, and he wants to receive them as his own in heaven when that time comes. So I have to thank God for time for them that they will have an opportunity somewhere. So then I pray, Father God, that you send laborers. So we, we say the Ephesian prayers uh, every day because we're, just, we're really getting that depth of thanksgiving unto the Father for the power and for what he's done for us. But I'm beginning to pray those Ephesian prayers for others because I have a desire for them. Now I've got I've got a cousin who has decided she's going to marry her girlfriend. Now I can sit there and say, well, that's just wrong, or I can say, you know, Father, I'm so thankful for mercy, and I'm so thankful because I pray the Ephesian prayers for her in the sense that she will come to know Christ as Lord and Savior. I pray laborers into the harvest to go into her, I pray for those people that are going to go across her path and that she can hear from. She can't hear from me. But she can hear from somebody else. So I am thankful that there are laborers because Jesus said pray that the Lord send laborers into the harvest, right? Well, if you can do that, then it must be something we should be doing. Pray for laborers to go in there and minister to go by their path. I'm thankful for those laborers. It says in Psalm 1849, excuse me, it says, therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen and sing praises unto thy name. Can you imagine? I, I guess the thing about thankfulness, you know, during the Civil War when, when President Lincoln wrote that proclamation there was such a violence going on people were losing sons and daughters much like we lose them in war today but it was it was i mean how many did they say 50,000 people fell at gettysburg you know and we look at those things in light of today we've got this great country that we're not thankful for anymore And because we're not thankful, we have elected people. And this falls on us. This country is of the people, for the people, by the people. It relates to the divine influence of the Father. And we have not been thankful enough to hang on to that. And we have put people in there that have no right to be in there. So we repent, and then you know what we're thankful for? We can vote them out. (laughs) But it's true. In this country, we have that right. But are we thankful? You know, the average person looks at an ad and they see the incumbent. It isn't that the incumbent did so well It's the old adage, better the devil I know than the devil I don't. And so we look at that and we disparage that and we just vote for that person because he has name recognition. We're not thankful for the right that we get to choose. Which means we have a responsibility to look and observe and question. In this country, we can do that we're not thankful enough to do it. Thankfulness has a strong part of praise. You know, I was thinking about this in a, in a sense of um, well, we thank God for things he's done, right? Do we thank him for things he says he's going to do? I was thinking about this in the sense of, since Mike's in the front row. <laughs> no, if, if, I needed, if I needed $100, and I said, Mike, could I have $100? And he gave it to me, I'd say, thank you, right? If he said, I don't have it on me, but I will be back in 30 minutes, what do I say? Yeah, but what do most people say? Oh, Okay. 30 minutes, huh? Yeah, just wait here, I'll be back in 30 minutes. Huh, hey Fred, you got a hundred bucks I can borrow? (laughs) You know, thankfulness, Mike said he was gonna do it, he's a man of integrity, and if he said he's gonna be back in 30 minutes, unless there's a problem with traffic, he's gonna be back here in 30 minutes with the money. So if I have an attitude of gratitude, he says he's going to do that and say, thank you, Mike. Do I have it in my hand? No. So there's two different kinds of thanksgiving. I'm thanking him for something he hasn't done but is going to do because I have faith in what he said he would do. How many of us really have faith in what the Lord said he was going to do? How many of us are thankful for what that word says that is ours in Christ? How who we are in Christ? Who he made us to be? I mean, think about this. We are considered children of the most high. We quote that out a lot, but how often do you say, thank you, Father, for making me a child? He welcomed us like the prodigal son. How many of us look at the fact that we're seated at the right hand of glory, right hand of the Father in glory in Christ Jesus? No, we spot it out. Yeah, I'm seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that you have seated me there in, in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. How many of us are really thankful for Holy Spirit? You know? How many of us are thankful for the fact we can pray out mysteries and receive answers? How many of us are thankful that the word says that if you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover? I'll tell you this right now. If we're not thankful, nothing's going to move. Thankfulness has to do with removing pride. If I have to ask Mike for money, I'm humbling myself saying, I don't have enough. Mike, would you help me? That's not an easy place to be. We can be flippant about it. This country today says if you don't give me what I want, you, you know, that's not what it was all about need to treat me equally. Well, I'd like to see a little equal behavior. <laughs> you know. But we so often don't... When I was reading that about the... the in uh, 2 Chronicles 5.13, when it says, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And then the house uh, was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. You know... Not that I want to, well, I do. I want to see it. (laughs) I really do. I want to see it rolling in through the doors. I want to see that Shekinah glory of God roll in. But where's my thankfulness in just this? And I I don't take that lightly when I say say just this. Do you know where this place has come in five years? We're like 72% paid for. 72% 72% paid for without begging. I remember a TV evangelist, well, actually is the one we got saved under. And from the day he started his television, television ministry, when he felt that the Lord had called him to do television ministry, every day we're going under. If you don't come up with some money, we're going under. Lord God is my provider, but if you don't come up with money, I'm going under. You know what he went under? He wasn't thankful for what God has given him. I'm thankful for this place. I'm thankful that we're busting at the seams. I'm thankful that we have to start looking at possibly two services. I'm thankful that the word of God is preached with signs and wonders following. I'm thankful for that. Too many of us come in and it's just we're coming to church and, and I I I was like that. I remember telling a pastor one time, and man, I had to repent about this. He was younger than me in the Lord, and he was preaching a message, and he got down and I was talking to him. He says, You know, I've heard all this before. I mean, pride. I wasn't thankful for the gift that was there. Boy, from that point, I've been thankful for every gift that comes up here, every gift I listen to, because I don't want anything between me and the gift. I'm thankful for Pastor Sean and Heidi. I am. I'm thankful for the example they're setting for our church. I'm thankful for the board of directors. I'm thankful for the leaders of every department in this church. I'm thankful for every person that serves in this church. You know, so often we walk by people and... It'd be such a simple thing to just say, Bruce, Mary, thank you for serving in altar care. You know? You don't have to pick everybody out, but just as you come by, because I'm the leader of altar care, right? As leader of altar care, I should be in that place that when I see people that work under me, that I thank them, because they definitely don't have to do it. But they felt the Lord called them, and they stepped into that place, how easy is it? You know, one of, the <laughs> one of the things about employment and employers, most people will work for less money if they're appreciated. You know? It isn't that they want less money, but that feeling of being appreciated. They'll put time in. They'll put overtime in and not charge you for it. Because they feel appreciated. But you pay them a bunch of money and you don't appreciate them, they're looking for another job. Why'd you leave the last one? He didn't appreciate me. It's one of the things that I like about this church that people have said as they come through that door, they're greeted and they're greeted and they're greeted. Your love is showing. Thank you. Thank you from the pastors. Thank you from me. I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate you being friendly. I appreciate you being here. I'll be honest with you, I have actually preached to an audience of (laughs) one. This many chairs and one person sitting, well, two. (laughs) Person that owned the building and one other person. Um, that was that was humbling, <laughs> but I was thankful for that opportunity because they listened. So I can preach, preach, preach. I can talk to, <laughs> I can talk to an audience of one, or I can talk to an audience like this or bigger. And I'm thankful that God has put that in me to do. Now He's put that in me, but you know what else that also requires. <laughs> I need to be thankful for Holy Spirit and (laughs) the Word. Because if it isn't that, what is it? It is clanging gongs and cymbals. See, I could read that proclamation President Lincoln and say, well, that was good. And he he recognized the Father. But this, this is where we get our life. And this is where I look in here and I am so thankful that I can look in here. And I can see what the Israelites went through. And I can see what they're going through is what we're going through. But I also see that there was a place for repentance. I also see that there's a place for mercy. I also see there's a place for grace. Mercy and grace, thank you, Father. And if He is willing to show mercy and grace towards us, how much more willing should we be? be, 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 I can say it. How much more should we be in showing mercy and grace to others? You know, Holy Spirit, and I—he's got a name, Holy Spirit. He's not the Holy Spirit. He is Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit who lives in us, who does lead us to guide us into all truth, will take these things that we read, that we have read, and we continue to read, and he'll make them alive again. Do you know, I mean, you probably do. I'm sure you do. You're here. But this this word is inexhaustible. It is totally inexhaustible. Anybody, this is why I had to repent for that pastor. I've heard this all before. I've read this. But was I thankful? Was I thankful for like Proverbs 3.24, it says that when you lie down, you shall not be afraid. Yes, you shall lie down in your sleep. Your sleep shall be sweet. Am I thankful that I shall find favor, good understanding, and high esteem in the sight of God and man through Christ Jesus? Oops, I think I threw too many papers out there. There we go. So 2 Timothy 3, and verse 2, in the Amplified. This is where we don't want to be, but this seems like where our country's going, and that's why we as the church, as the body of Christ, need to step up. We need to speak the truth and thank God, be thankful for what he's done for us and what he is doing for us. Second Timothy two, For people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered. Does that sound familiar? Is a self-centered person thankful? I did it myself. You owe me. Lovers of money and aroused by inordinate, greedy desire for wealth. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound anything like what President Lincoln said? It happened back then. They were having a civil war for slavery. Not just, they like to say it was because it was for state rights. But in that was the evil act of slavery to be abolished. Greedy desire for wealth, proud and arrogant and contemptuous boasters. They will be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, Ungrateful or unthankful, unholy, and profane. Ungratefulness is not feeling or exhibiting gratitude, thanks, or appreciation. Now, going back to that example, if I asked Mike for money and he came back and he said, Well, here it is. And I said, Cool. Have I thanked him? if he went to get the money for me and I said, that'd be great. Have I thanked him? No. And if he brought it back to me, it's like, yeah, good job. I knew you could afford it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, I mean, this is how people sometimes think. I and mean, this is how the people in our, in our country think about our government. We don't have gratefulness for what we have. Not agreeable or pleasant, repellent. Not grateful, not thankful for favors, making no returns, or making ill return for kindness, attention. We have to be careful that we don't fall into that trap. Because we can. The way this world is going, they're pulling us towards more and more and more It's all about you. It's all about me. Where's my government check? What do you mean I have to pay that loan back? He tricked me into taking it. (laughs) Just as a side note, the interesting thing was back in the day when the banks gave loans for students, They wanted to know what your major was going to be. Because, you know, art history does not make a lot of money. (laughs) It doesn't. But now you go to the government, and what do you mean? I just want to go to school. I want to study Baroque readings. And you're going to pay for it. I can't get a job. I saw. I saw a uh, many years ago. I saw where two people got married. Each of, one of them had a, a degree in art history. One of them had a degree in music appreciation, and they were working for Town Pump. Yep. Yeah. That was just a side note. Thankful for Town Pump. Town Pump hires a lot of people. <laughs> but these these. Places of being ungrateful, unholy, and profane. You know, if we don't come in here with the attitude of gratitude for whoever is speaking up here, for the praise and worship team that's up here, for the gifts that flow through the greeters, the ushers, for the gifts that flow through the congregation, if we don't come up with that attitude, then we are ungrateful. And the Spirit of God does not move in ungrateful habitat. He doesn't. He's not interested. But if we are truly grateful for what the Father God has done for us, he moves. I was, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. So often we look back on things that, that we've seen God do in our, in our lives And healings that we've had, financial breakthroughs we've had, different things in our lives where God has moved. And we can say that was God. That wasn't just because I could pull myself up by my bootstraps and do all that. That, excuse me, was God. So I can say thank you, Father. You know it's important to rehearse those things? We forget them. We forget them so easy. Father, I thank you for saving me back here. You know, there was a time uh, this happened when I was a kid. Um, Any of you remember McLeod swimming pool? The McLeod plunge? Awesome place. Um, My uncle and I had just finished a day of haying. We retired. And he says, let's go to McLeod and soak and swim. Well, you know what hot water does to you. It just saps everything out of you. So we're in there swimming and just having a great time. Well, I dove off the diving board and I got in that water and I came up, I couldn't swim. I could not grab water to keep myself up. And I went down and I came back up. And of course, you're starting to get a little panicky, right? I went down and I came back up and I see my uncle going into the change room. He hasn't even noticed I'm gone or going down. And I couldn't <laughs> shout because I was trying to get my next breath. And then all of a sudden, this kid, younger than me, pushes an inner tube over me. And I, when I came up, I came up right through it. <sighs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Because that his mom didn't tell him to do it. He just... He, he was on it, and he just pushed it out with himself. And he had these eyes like this. And I'm sure mine were about the same size. But I looked back at that. Thank you, Father, for preserving me. Um, baseball, I got hit by a line drive in the forehead by my coach. I didn't know he hated me that bad. But... And, um, it was just one of the best seasons I'd ever had, and I was charging the ball, and just I was really getting into it, and it came off the tip of my glove, which I'm thankful for because I didn't catch the full force, but it put a dent in my head right there, and uh, it could have killed me. But my glove got up. I'm left, I'm right-handed. My glove, glove got up and took some of that force. Thank you, Father, for preserving me. Thank you, Father, for preserving me. We tried to start a business. It went under. Thank you, God, that it went under. (laughs) I mean, it was pulling me away from my family because I was spending so much time with it. Ann and I were working in the office. Our kids were becoming latchkey kids. And I was just it was right at the end of that first oil boom in the 80s. Thank you, Father. Because out of that, we grew stronger. Thank you, Father. We need to be thankful for these things that happened in our past. I'm so thankful I met her. I mean, go to, from Billings, Montana, to Haver, Montana, to meet a gal from Big Sandy, Montana, To be in a youth group, we're talking about uh, different commandments. And I had the thou shalt not kill commandment that we were talking to. And her parents happened to be in there. And they were impressed because I could talk. (laughs) (laughs) Foolish them. (laughs) We sat in the back of the car while they were looking for uh, wedding supplies for her brother who was getting married. And we just talked. She goes back to Big Sandy, I go back to Billings. A few months later, I write him a card, I say, dear mom, dad, and Luann. Mom, dad, and Luann. Prophecy. (laughs) (laughs) But in all of that, she would come down for speech meets. We would talk on the phone I, we started dating. I messed up. She says, you know, if you're going to be that way, we shouldn't date. Oh, okay. But then, foolish her, she called me again. <laughs> I'm thankful. She has been by my side the whole way. 49 years this year, she's walked with me. She's supported me. Those days when I felt rough, she was there. I tell you, when Brenna passed, I don't know what I'd done if she hadn't been there. It's just these things. We need to be grateful. We need to be grateful. We need to look at the things that God has done and is doing. Father, I'm so thankful that there are people in this place that are going to get saved today. Are they saved now? No, but I'm thankful they're coming in here to get saved. Father, I'm thankful there's people going to hear the word today and they're going to change. I'm so thankful, Father God, that Mark has a message for us that is going to challenge us to be better. I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be challenged. Even with that challenge that says, Man, Rick, you messed up. Yeah, but praise God for 1 John 1 9. Thank you, Father. I can repent glory to God. We do not want to be ungrateful. If you want to see the power of God move in this church, be grateful. Be grateful walking in this. Be grateful for everything. Be grateful even if it doesn't look good because God's bringing you through to the other side. When they went to the Red Sea, (laughs) Pharaoh's there, the Red Sea's there. Moses, you lousy But Moses says, Lord, what? Raise up your rod. Understand what he says? Now raise up your rod and part the sea. I'm so thankful that Moses raised his rod. These stories, I'm thankful for them because they raised my faith. They were an ungrateful people that got to the promised land and they could not enter. They could not enter. Father, we give you praise because we are entering in. We are your people. Father, you have blessed us. We thank you. We praise you, Father. We glorify you. You are worthy. You are worthy of all praise and honor, Father. We thank you. Thank you for moving in our midst. Thank you for your spirit that leads us and guides us into all truth. Thank you for your peace. Hallelujah, Father God. We praise you, Father, this morning. We thank you. And Father, we look forward. We look forward to the service that's coming on. We look forward to the praise and worship that's coming forth. We look forward, Father God, to the message that's coming forth. Father God, we give you thanks and honor for it all. Because first and foremost, it comes from you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.